Good afternoon and Merry Christmas. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. Filling in today for Mark Madden. Enjoying the holiday somewhere. There are no holidays for some of us if you run independent websites and are your own worst boss. For those of you who are subscribers to our site, if you announce yourself as such, you will receive the happy little ding of the bell. Just like that. Well done. Also want to remind you that since it is the holiday season, as long as I'm on the topic of the site, we're offering and selling a bunch of, I might add, gift subscriptions. Check out DKPittsburghSports.com. Perfect, absolutely perfect for the Pittsburgh sports fan in your life. We have quite the busy show today. Usually I don't have those. Usually like I'll just come in and take calls and whatever and you know, we'll just see where it goes. We have a a really good long list of guests beginning with at 3:30 Lance Lysowski from our website will be on. We're going to talk pirates in that half hour including why Bob Nutting wasn't at Pirates Fest and why that doesn't seem to have gotten more attention than it should have. At 4.30, we'll be joined by former Penguin and NHL Network analyst, as well as AT&T Sportsnet analyst Mike Rupp to talk some more pucks. At 5 o'clock, we're going to be joined by Matt Geitka, who did a terrific piece today, and I hope you saw it on our site, uh, about Ryan Malone. Bugsy, as he was known affectionately in his, his playing time here, is trying to make the Olympics at age 38 after overcoming some uh, self-inflicted problems, but problems nonetheless. Amazing piece. Great work by Matt. Can't recommend it enough. It, it's Actually, it's getting really hit hard on our site, which is great to see for that kind of work. It's, it's taken him months to put it together. We'll have him on to talk about that. That'll be at the 5 o'clock hour. At 5.30, I'll be joined in studio by our NFL analyst, Christopher Carter, so that we can get into some football that hopefully isn't just, you know, two plays. Because really, even though there's more and more stuff that comes out about those two plays, including the very last one that the Steelers made, it really is time to start moving on a little bit especially with the Steelers having, you know, another game coming up. And now both of those games, even the one against the Browns, matters because they do have to win out in order to guarantee a bye through the first round of playoffs. But I'm going to start today with hockey because, well, <laughs> there's been the shakeup that Jim Rutherford had kind of threatened going into the three-game trip that the Penguins really didn't do very well in. You saw the couple of trades yesterday. Yes, they were minor, but there was more that went on at practice today. Matt Geitka reported on our site that, first of all, Patrick Hornquist was participating, which was a good sign because it wasn't clear at all why he had flown home early from Denver to be evaluated, but it's a good thing that he's out there. But Ian Cole was paired up with Sergey Gonchar. And you know what? A few years ago, that might have been a really good thing for Ian Cole. Right now, it's not. By bringing in Jamie Alexiak, the 
gigantic defenseman that the Penguins acquired yesterday from the Dallas Stars. 6'7", 250, just a monster. Who can move a little bit, too, especially for his size. They went with a set of pairings that did not involve Ian Cole. He was the odd man out. And I had predicted yesterday on the site that all of these moves put together, well, both of them, but the various components within them, basically amounted to sayonara Ian Cole. Because the one thing that the trades didn't do was cut money off of the salary cap. And there's nothing, there's nothing Jim can do until he gets that space. Now, as most of you will know, the NHL does have a holiday trade freeze that went into effect last night and doesn't get lifted until December 28th. So you're not going to see anything now. So Jim clearly wanted to just make a couple of moves. He wanted to do a couple of things that, A, and I've been predicting this all along too, as I think the regular host of this show had, was that Jim was not just going to settle for Casey DeSmith as his number three goalie. He just doesn't believe in that. He always wants to have that proverbial Jeff Zadkoff around, so he goes and he gets Michael Layton, who's 35 years old, has nothing whatsoever to do with Jari. I mean, maybe you might see a situation where if Jari were to sit stale in Pittsburgh for four or five straight games, then Jim would say, okay, he can go back to Wilkes-Barre, get a couple of starts, call it a conditioning stint, whatever. But it, it doesn't really – this stuff didn't have anything to do with Jari yesterday. It had everything to do with Ian Cole because what they needed to do was to bring in someone who could take Cole's place in the top six. If there was any urgency attached to that, if there was any urgency attached to that, it would have been that Mike Sullivan's getting even more tired of Cole than he has been in the past. I, it's so hard to criticize Mike Sullivan, you know? Like saying, oh, you know, I don't really understand what he doesn't like about Cole or why does he favor this guy over Cole or whatever, except that every single time you criticize Mike Sullivan, it comes back to bite you. I've learned that as a columnist. I've learned that coming on here. It just doesn't work well for you. That said, I have not understood what he hasn't liked about Ian Cole. I know there's been a few too many penalties. I know he's wanted to see Cole maintain that level of aggressiveness, not just in knocking people over. Remember when the first game he came back after the three healthy scratches when he was just, just a bulldozer out there? He doesn't want to just see it in open ice. He doesn't want to just see Ian Cole lying down and blocking shots. He also wants to see him clear the front of the net. And I think that's been one of his sources of frustration, meaning Sullivan. Because there have been a lot of cases, including on the penalty kill, which, by the way, has been really, really good for about three weeks now, where... Cole has been the guy, that dreaded guy at the end of the replay that you see standing next to the person who scored the goal. We always think that person's to blame. They aren't always, but sometimes they are. So the pairings today at practice, the defensive pairings, had Brian Dumoulin with Chris Letang, Matt Hunwick and Jamie Alexiak 
And then the third pairing, I, I mean, between second and third, there's not really any priority to it, but the third pairing was Ole Mata and Chad Ruedel. I think in a logical world, Ruedel is your seventh guy and Cole is somewhere in that top six. I don't think there's any question that Ian Cole provides you more value, uh, I think, than three of those guys. Because I would rather have him out there than Hunwick or Alexiak. But if the coach doesn't want him out there, then that's a problem. They can't deny this part anymore, by the way. They can't. Mike Sullivan got really edgy, un uncharacteristically, with reporters. You'll remember back at the time when there were those three healthy scratches for Cole and was saying, uh, you know, you guys, sometimes I think you guys just make stuff up. This was in regards to the trade reports, which, by the way, was completely legitimate. The Penguins were making calls and taking calls as it relates to Ian Cole. But he's not going to be here for a whole lot longer. Whatever might have been alleviated at that time, he's not going to be here. And not just because the coach is having problems with him. The coach demonstrated pretty powerfully over the past two seasons, the previous two seasons, that he can overcome any issues that he has with Cole pretty well. You know, they kind of had some success there. It's more that Cole is making $2.1 million on a defense corps that is a total of $25 million. A third of the Penguins' salary cap goes into their defense. Do you know that? Looked that up yesterday. There's only three teams with more. And I don't know that that's a great distribution of your payroll. So you bring in Alexiak, who costs about half as much as Cole, and you still need to free up cap space. And Cole is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. And they've made absolutely no move whatsoever toward extending him. So he's gone. He's as good as gone. And knowing Ian as I do, I'll bet that really won't upset him that much at this stage. Not that he doesn't love Pittsburgh, the Penguins, everything that he's accomplished here, but he wants to play, and I think he's probably right in feeling disrespected by his head coach, especially after everything that they've accomplished together. So he's gone. So the question is now this, because his money, theoretically, would have to get you your third-line center, right? Well, where are you going to get a third-line center that you'd want for a rental defenseman while freeing up only $2.1 million? Where is that going to happen? How is that going to happen? 412-333-9939 is the number to call. And I want you to participate in this because someone else has to go. That's what I'm saying here. When you take all of these pieces and you slam them all together and try to make some sense of it, the first component is that Cole's going to go. The second component has to be who else is going to go because you're not going to get your impact third-line center that you want that will win you a third consecutive Stanley Cup unless you include someone else of value. Who is your other player that you would include? 412-333-9939 is the number to call. 
And one catch to this, one one little hitch. Don't throw in draft picks. They don't have any draft picks. <laughs> you know, and at some point or other, especially I think when you've already won back-to-back cups and your group's getting a little bit older, it does behoove the organization as a whole to step in and say, hey, you know, we need to hold on to the occasional first-round pick or second-round pick because you know what ends up happening when you don't? What ends up happening is you have an entire defense core that's making $25 million. Every one of them is at least at the two level, which is really unusual in hockey because you almost always have that one rookie or a couple rookies who can come in and give you some cap relief but also have some fresh legs. The Penguins theoretically would have had that had Derek Pouliot not been a complete dog, but they don't. So you back yourself up against the cap because you don't have draft picks because you can't then in turn produce the kind of players, young players that you want. That's where you start getting into real trouble. It's about money. This this all comes down to money. I heard all kinds of theories in the last 24 hours. Oh, they did it because of this. They did it because they want to try to make this move, this move, that move, that move. No. Jim Rutherford right now has $899,000 in cap space. That gets you an NHL minimum player. Adam in Westview, you're on 105.9 The X. Are you there, Adam? Penguins, your lack of chemistry is just... It's hard to pinpoint one thing, but I'd say their lack of chemistry is the most important factor of all. What what did what did you think of their chemistry in June in Nashville? You sort of beat your head off a wall sometimes. No, but I'm asking you, what did you think of their chemistry in June in Nashville? What did their chemistry look like to you? Turn your radio down. Okay, well we won't we won't have Adam. <laughs> it's not chemistry. These aren't intangibles. I, I've heard people say they they watch the Penguins right now and they go, oh, Sidney Crosby looks lazy. Really? Really? After everything you've seen from him here for a decade, you think all of a sudden he just got lazy? Sidney Crosby? These guys need a jolt. They're human. Sid has played 253 hockey games. I'm not even counting the World Cup, Olympics, and everything else. He's got nothing left, man. He needs support. He needs help. Matthew in Center Township, you're on 105.9 X. Hey, how you doing today? Hi, Matt. Come at me with something better than their lacking chemistry. Hello? Go ahead. Hello? Are you there, Matt? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, well, what's on your mind? I just want to know, you know, the Chris Matang situation, I know he's been the best, and there's no doubt there. Um, but... You're asking about who we can get for a trade if we were to trade uh, Ian Cole. Do you even think about trading the tank for it? No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We can talk about it. It's fun discussion. I'm sure it would get get my. I'm sure it would get my phone lines buzzing. But it's not going to happen. It, it, that's not you know. I'm not saying that Mario Lemieux and Ron Burkle would prohibit. Jim Rutherford for do, from doing it if Rutherford were in the spirit to do that, and he's not. 
But they see Chris Letang as a linchpin of the franchise. They saw him absolutely dominate the first of these two Stanley Cups. The fact that they won one without him, that, that I think is what's affecting a lot of people. Is that what you think, Matt? Is that because they won one without him, they could win another? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, but that's, that's what you start to think. You think, wow. I know, you know, but it's just not true. It's just it's it's what they did. It was it hadn't been done by any team in the NHL since 2006, meaning winning a Stanley Cup without a true number one defenseman. There's a reason for that. You know, you're absolutely right. I mean, he was awesome in the San Jose series, and it was just a thought like maybe. Just maybe, hopefully, something gets something for him. But no, they could. Oh, they so. could. Abs- they could get a mint for him. They could get a mint for him, but at the same time, it's not going to happen. So just getting into it is just fantasy land. If anybody wants to know why specifically, and I can get more into this, why Latang won't be traded or even offered up, I'll get into that right after this break. I also hope that George, Scott, and Dan, who are on the phone lines right now, hang with me. 412-333-9939 is the number if you want to join our hockey talk. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com, and you're listening to 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. So, uh, what's happening? He's a little guy. Huh? What? I'd love to get the ball to say what you want to say. Very good point. The X at 105.9. Welcome back. I'm Dan Kovacevic. And you're listening to 105.9 The X, filling in for Mark Madden. We're taking your calls on the Penguins and on the chance that somebody else needs to be included. The excellent chance that somebody else needs to be included in a trade that sends out Ian Cole in order to bring back the third-line center. I'm asking you, who should that be? And kind of parenthetically asking also, is Mike Sullivan a little rough on Cole? And unjustly so. Let's go to George in Morgantown for that first. Go ahead, George. Hey, how you doing tonight, brother? All right. How are you, my man? I'm all right. You know, I, I got I to gotta say, I totally agree with something you said earlier. Mm-hmm. How can you question Mike Solomon? <laughs> it doesn't end well, does it? You can't do it. <laughs> Back-to-back Stanley Cup, an absolute improvement over the last jackass we had here in Dan Bilesma. Well, there was there was a guy in between, but I, I get your point. Uh, people remember him? Uh, Mike Johnson, yeah. I mean, nice guy and everything, you know? But uh, yeah, people remember him. Right. I No, I'm with you here. But that said, do you think, okay, now that we've got that disclaimer out of the way, do you think that it's been right the way Sullivan has handled Cole in light of everything that Cole has achieved for the Penguins? I don't think it's right, but it might be something that has to be done. How so? How so? Why, why do you, what do you mean by that? He, he, the guy might need punishment. I mean, we don't know what's going behind scenes uh, 100%. Ah, Ian, Cole's, Ian Cole's a great dude. He but, might be a great guy. Yeah. But, I mean, you alluded to it in your first segment. When you said, you know, he's taken stupid penalties. He's had a couple. Yep. And as defenseman, that is the cardinal rule you cannot break. Now, I'm not going to argue with that point. I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, you know, and, and let me say this. I don't know if you listen to the idiots across town or not. Believe it or not, I don't. It's a smart man. Well, why do you then? Why are you citing it? 
Okay, here's why. Oh, no! You can't duck that one, George. Why are you listening to them if you think they're idiots? Let let, let me... All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, (laughs) yesterday, we know they had the Ben Roethlisberger show. Do we not? Okay, what's this have to do with Mike Sullivan? (laughs) Hear me out. I am, but you got to make it quick here because i got others waiting. And I understand that. I was on hold for a while. Uh Uh-huh. But, no, I had him on because I wanted to hear Ben. Okay. I knew he was going to be mad about Sunday. Yeah. And I wanted to hear that. But when they said we should trade Latang, Kessel, and Gensel, I wanted to throw my Yeah, well, up. you know what, George? I appreciate the call. If you want to talk about the NBA, that's the station for you. Let's go to Dan in New Kensington. You're listening to 105.9 The X. Are you on, Dan? Hello? Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, I'm here. Uh, yeah. Hey. You, know, you you brought up an interesting comment, and the um, previous caller already uh, addressed what I was going to say. But well, try something I, else I then, think, Dan. I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about how the, the organization looks at Latang and being a linchpin. However, though, they're paying him seven million dollars a year. He's minus thirteen. I don't think so much the fact that I, I think the fact that they want to keep him on because they can't trade him and get whatever they can out of him. Wait a second. You think they're doing what? I don't think at this point of Latang's career uh-huh. that he is going to draw the interest based on his Oh, salary. no, dude. No, no. Dan, I, I love you. Merry Christmas and everything else, but no. No. He's Chris Latang. There are exactly 30 teams in the National Hockey League that would have interest in Chris Letang. I mean, he's not playing at his best. He is coming back from a significant amount of rust, a neck surgery, and he's trying to get his way back. He's done that at times. He hasn't at other times. To look at roughly one-third of his season following neck surgery and say, man, that guy's not worth 7.25 over the next few years. That's not why and how you sign contracts like that. You sign them because you believe you have franchise linchpins, people upon which your team is built over the long haul. You don't look at them and make decisions on a whim. When we come back, we're going to switch tables here for a little bit and talk about Bob Nutting. And no, I'm not doing that just because it's the low-hanging fruit in the equation. I'm doing that because there's something significant about him that absolutely nobody's talking about anywhere. We're going to talk about it right after this break with Lance Lysowski, our Pirates beat writer from DKPittsburghSports.com here in studio. I'm Dan Kovacevic filling in for Mark Madden, and you're listening to 105.9 The X. Now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Double M, big fan, man. Thanks. If you were a hot dog and you were starving, would you eat yourself? I would. I'd be delicious. Ditto. VX at 105.9. I'll tell you what, the regular host of this show has the best lead-ins. There's no doubt about that. They're actually hard to follow. Filling in for Mark Madden, who is off today, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. We've been talking hockey for the first half hour, and we will get back to that in the 4 o'clock hour. But I'm joined right now in studio by Lance Lysowski, our Pirates beat writer 
at DKPittsburghSports.com. And first of all, hi, Lance. And we, and and we are going to talk some pirates, like actual baseball, in a second. But I first have to bring up this Bob Nutting topic because usually a Bob Nutting topic just goes like wildfire around town, especially with talk radio. It's just radio gold. But the fact that he was not at Pirates Fest... And the fact that he ended up later in the same evening with a courtside seat at Pitt Basketball, he wouldn't face his own fan base, so to speak. Not that they're his fans, obviously. But fans of the Pirates at the one fan thing. And yet would just... uh, Just talk, Lance, because if I start... (laughs) Well, the thing that's interesting is, of course... Pirates Fest is a, was a one-day event this year right. rather than stretching over an entire weekend. You would think, especially after the year they had with the fan base being in the state that it is, they're angry. They're angry after what they saw this team do the last couple of years. Trading away Neil, Neil Walker, the Francisco Liriano trade, the salary dump of Juan Nicasio for nothing. You would think that the owner would sit in front and listen and answer some of the questions they the fan base had, especially with Andrew McCutcheon, the trade rumors. You know where this team is, where this roster is, but to not show up is one thing. To show up and be at a basketball game a few hours later, a lot of people were upset, and they have every right to be. Yeah, um, let, me, let me throw in some context here. I covered the Pirates for a long time, and I covered a whole bunch of Pirates fests. And the way Bob would work this, this was back when Bob was still Bob and someone that I. You know, and and put in writing, respected, and you know, as a businessman, and thought he was doing the right things for the franchise when he first took over, and he did a lot of good things for the Pirates early on. Is that he was always at Pirates Fest? He would show up on when it was a three day event at the convention center. He would show up on that Sunday, and he'd stand by the door, and it wasn't like he'd go on stage and you know face the tomatoes, you know. Uh, I'm not sure that I would even expect him to do that. I mean, he has people that he has hired, for better and worse, to be the baseball operations guys, and in Frank Coonley's case, the business guy. I don't think you'd expect any owner, whether it's Mario Lemieux, Art Rooney, or whatever, to go sit on a stage and answer questions. However, he would show up. He would be there. He'd be at... He hasn't been there for a while, but in this one in particular, just really feels like it kind of stands out. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially when you hear Neil Huntington and Frank Coonley speak about how they want to kind of win the fan base back. Because when the, the team is winning, the, the fans have proven they're going to come to the ballpark. They're going to support the team with what happened, especially... You to know, some when, extent. Yeah, but yeah. To, yeah, but when you, when you see especially what the scene at the ballpark those last the last month and a half when there's no one there, the ushers are sent home and they're, not, they're told not to come in. There's a graveyard. There's a graveyard. With no hope. Yeah, it, you would think that just to have your presence felt and just know that it, it means something. Or just, you know, just be a man. I mean, just stand there at the door and say, look, I'm here. Okay, I'm proud to be the owner of this franchise. I'm not hiding in my office upstairs or whatever. I'm I am the proud owner of a major league baseball franchise. I'm here to to thank you for coming to this little festival of ours 
and I hope that you continue to support the Pittsburgh Pirates. How about that? Yeah, I mean, that's all you have to, really. That's that's all you can really ask for. I mean, with and it was a really well attended event for being one day. People crammed in there. Oh, it was a it's, neat idea, yeah, I think, it was, it to have great, it at PNC yeah, Park. It, it was. They it was, took them to the batting cages, the clubhouses. People, yeah, people saw the visiting clubhouses. Season sure. ticket holders saw the home the home clubhouse. But yeah, for him, just it's just not a good look. It's not a good look. And when you're an owner of a pro sports franchise, that does mean something. Well, here's a worse look. Lance, let's talk about $50 million. And for those of you who don't know, and you want to talk about radio gold, my goodness, here's your low-hanging fruit. The Pirates and all 30 Major League teams, at some point this coming spring, will receive a check that is going to be for at least, this is at a bare minimum, $50 million. I've also seen one report on NBC that said it could be as high as $68 million. That's the check, and that's coming from Disney having bought uh, a branch of Major League Baseball's advanced media, their web operations. Okay, so sixty-eight million dollars are coming to this team, Lance. How much of that sixty or fifty, either fifty or sixty-eight million, somewhere in between there is? How much of that will go into baseball operations? Doesn't seem like very much, or or if any at all. Why? I mean, Why? In a well, serious vein? Well, well, seriously, yeah, now everything you've heard from you know from Frank Coonley and Neil Huntington over the last two weeks, including Pirates Fest and winter meetings, is this roster is either going to be retooled, which is another phrase for rebuilding. Trade Andrew McCutcheon. I, tra- I hate retooled. And it's been used for a few years. Isn't now. that like pre-owned yeah. cars? <laughs> it's just it's a fancy way to say we're going to strip strip it down and, and try to just rebuild. We'll see in a couple of years. Maybe we'll compete then. But no, it's either trade those valuable pieces, or maybe they add a couple of free agents here. They're going to sign people. They're going to sign well, people. They have no to sign relief have pitchers. To. But relief pitchers. To, I hear the Pirates signing relief pitchers, and all I think is Wade LeBlanc. And that's exactly the type of move they're going to make. Yeah. Maybe Jared Hughes or somebody like that. Well, you know, or or let's not rule this one out. One another move that never ever gets criticized by the fan base. Daniel Hudson, two years at ten million dollars to be. The second worst reliever in all of Major League Baseball last season. No one mentions him. Was supposed to be the answer to their eighth inning, but of course he ends up being terrible in any high leverage any, situation. Any inning. And now they're probably just hoping to dump him from everything I heard. They're they're trying to actively get rid of him. Yeah, good luck with that. But that was when you know last year you you actually do spend money and you spend it the wrong way, you know. And when you talk about retooling, okay. Neil Huntington likes to cite the Felipe Rivero trade when they trade. As he Mo- should. Yeah, that's a good one. You trade Mark Melanson, you get Rivera, you yep. get Taylor Hearn, a very promising pitching prospect. But also, you look at Neil Walker trade. That was a retool move, and you got John Neese. So there's no easy way to do eh, this. I okay. don't know if that was retool. Eh. I'll, I'll, I'll push back a little bit on that one. I'm not one to defend them, but that that was just. That was them getting rid of a guy who didn't go along with all their Hoka Hay crap. Okay. <laughs> I'll agree Neil with Walker, that. Neil Walker is a total Pittsburgh kid and didn't go wrong, go, didn't go along with any of their BS and never has. When we talk about $50 million, there's no reason why. Okay, let's say you don't want to spend the entire 50 and put in baseball operations. But I don't think we talked about this several times, me and you. It's just the fact that this roster with a foundation in place, you don't need you don't need to put the $50 right. million well, in to really get to where you need to be. And, and let's talk about that. I'm joined here in studio by Lance Lysowski our Pirates beat writer at DKPittsburghSports.com. If you look at this lineup, I don't, never mind the lineup, the roster, okay? You have a lineup. I don't know if, if, if you would agree with this or not, but you have a lineup that can contend in the National League Central, right? Oh, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, it's not great. It might not be a match for the Cubs and or Cardinals, but 
No, people act that they, like those teams are perfect, but the Cardinals' starting rotation is a huge question mark. They really don't have any power hitting. They might get. They're going to add somebody else. And the of way course, I see it, and, if Jordy Mercer is your number eight hitter, and oh, he's yeah. a legit number it's eight. It's a hitter, pretty good number eight a, hitter. It's a pretty good lineup. Yeah, it, the the Cubs have their flaws, and of course, I mean, you can catch lightning in a bottle. I mean, you can you, right. You, why not roll the? Because there's there's pieces in place where and you as just long add as to you, it. as long as you are theoretically assuming that they will. Yeah. Keep Andrew McCutcheon. I believe that they will, based on what I've heard. You're going into the 2018 season with a, th- a theory that, well, one more shot. You have Kutch for one more year. You have you know Cole going into his penultimate year. One more shot. Go for it. All right. You have starting pitching depth, if not necessarily a great rotation. Yeah. You have you just need to add arms in the bullpen, but you have the hardest part of that, right? You got Felipe Rivero, yep. and, and George Contos has actually ended up being a nice little addition to be he an eighth did, inning yes. guy. They've got some young Edgar Santana, Davidus Neveroskis, but you you need more than four or five. You you need something With else. With bullpen, you need to go about eight or nine deep. Yes, exactly. In order to contend. And the one guy that they should have brought back, the guy that they shouldn't have let leave that building is Juan Nicasio. That's the guy that if you add him <laughs> to that bullpen, you look at what they have now, that's a pretty good group. <laughs> yeah, but if you're going to let him go, Lance. Let him go the way they did to because s- it makes for many good and easy columns to, in September and October. To save $600,000. So, so, all right. You said, all right, well, there's $50 million. Well, I wouldn't put it all into baseball yeah. operations. Okay, you know what? But what if you did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what if you just said, you know what? I'm going to take this $50 million. I'm going to get a number two starter or someone to mix up there, regardless of how you rank them, with a Cole and Ivan Nova. Okay. And I'm going to actually take seriously this idea. I'm going to get the fans back into the stadium, which in turn will make money. Let's not forget about that part. What would be so wrong with that? There'd be nothing wrong with it. Okay, you can say, you can argue all you want that you shouldn't sign Andrew McCutcheon to a long-term extension, which is something Neil Huntington has been pretty public about, that he doesn't know if that can really if that's really the answer to them long term. They don't know if it can if it works hand in hand with what winning a World his, Series. What was his brilliant phrasing oh, on that? Yeah, yeah that was it. It's like it was that the, these two things don't necessarily these two things sometimes don't coexist yeah. these concepts that you can have Andrew McCutcheon and try to win a World Series. So let's say that we go with that thought My process. God. Either way, if you're, <laughs> this would be the year to contend, you would think. Okay, hold on, Andrew McCutcheon. Cause I don't think you're, if you want to trade Andrew McCutcheon, you're not going to get equal value at this point with one year remaining on his deal at $14.5 million. It just, that, that's what the you're trade not market get is. equal value, but yeah. I just don't think you can. I just don't think you can. And you're also not going to get, and this is the part that hurts the most about trades like this that are made by the Pirates specifically, which is that you could think to yourself theoretically, if they were owned and run by, professional adults who are interested primarily in winning, then you could say, well, at least then you're saving $15 million that you can reapply to someone else. But Lance, what happened, and I'm asking this straight, yeah. what happened to all the savings from Jung Ho Gong's suspension, from Starling Marte's suspension, uh, when, when you ask there's that question, more. you get a non-answer because there is a lot of money that's that, that on the asked, for it. That yeah, was asked there's, there's, Neil Huntington at the winter the, meetings there's money you were that, down there? And you, you get a non-answer pretty much. You, you, you get the, the fact that they reacquired Sean Rodriguez. So, okay, that's some salary. But it, he, it, it actually was. Yeah, that, 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 that salary. He, he got a pretty decent contract from the Braves. But, I mean, 
Starling Marte missed 80 games for a suspension. Jung Ho Gung missed the entire season. Juan Nicasio got shipped out. That's $600,000 right there. Plus, you add in the $50 million, There's money that's not being put back into this baseball club. And with Andrew McCutcheon under, under contract for only one more year, you got Cole and Harrison under contract for at least two more years. This is the time to go for it. You don't retool now. I think you retool maybe next offseason. If that's the kind of plan that you want to do. If you want to make more trades like the Felipe Rivera one. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. If you want to share anything at all about your feelings about Bob Nutting not being at Pirates Fest, but then showing up the same night courtside at the Pitt basketball game. Or if you want to actually ask about baseball, Lance and I will be here to take your calls right after this break. Again, the number is 412-333-9939. Filling in for Mark Madden, I'm Dan Kovacevic. You're listening to 105.9 The X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. You don't have an option. You think it's the you show? It's the me show. Hey, what's up, Mark? Come on. The whites, the robe, the hair, the woo! The X at 105.9. Back here on 105.9 The X, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com, joined here by our website's Pirates beat writer, Lance Lysowski. Hi, Lance. Hi. How's it going? You know, (laughs) which one is worse? The fact that the Pirates will take this check that's coming to them for between 50 and $68 million and not spend it on baseball operations or the fact that Bob Nutting would not face the fans in any form at Pirates Fest and instead sat courtside at the Pitt basketball game that night. Well, I think it's bad in his opinion because who wants to go sit and watch Pitt oh, basketball no, for a little bit? Oh, no, he went there. He did. He did. Especially against, hey, they played fairly well that game, but, I mean... West Virginia, I wouldn't have opted for that over Pirates Fest. No, they, but no, uh, <clears throat> the thing that it has to be troubling to many is just the fact that this roster does that potential, and if you just put some money into it, I, I think that that's the answer here. As much as you want to say that there's holes, but I, I really like the foundation here. We've talked it, about it so many times. For Certainly for a one year, for a 2018 thing, there would be a foundation, and you don't need to add 50 no. or $68 million to it. You know? Let's uh, 412 333 Nine nine three nine is the number if you want to join here. Mark in Arkansas, you're on one oh five nine the X. Hey DK, how you doing today? Hi, hi Mark, how are you? Pretty good, thanks. You know, Mark Madden has said plenty of times, save Nutting's wallet. And Disney basically just did that for him. What's he gonna do with that money? He's probably gonna take his grandkids to Disney World with that money. Okay, I know you're being facetious, Mark, but you know that that actually Taking money and just diverting it the way people often talk about with Seven Springs and everything secretly, that's actually against the law. So that's not something that's happening. If the Pirates are doing something wrong with their money, it's that they would be taking what should be baseball money and paying down debt, that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean that that's pretty much it. Um they're not going to they might not be making baseball moves, but they're certainly not going to be spending it like that. So it's it's investing in other areas of the business. They aren't much. going and getting a starting pitcher with it, and that's the problem. Brian in St. Louis, you're on 1059 the X. Hey fellas, uh I would argue that it's probably obviously not going into the major league payroll. It'll be pulled plowed back into the team though. And frankly it won't matter because all the teams are getting the same check. So, well, actually, Brian, it does matter if all the teams are getting the same check and the other 29 actually use it toward baseball, right? But you're not going to go out and be able to get somebody you wouldn't have otherwise because of the market inflation. So 
But you can't fault nutting for not deficit spending because it's... Well, no, 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 no. Hang on a second. Yeah, I understand that, but this doesn't require deficit spending. Somebody's handing him a check for between 50 and $68 million. How is that deficit spending if that's applied to baseball? Yeah, and you're not seeing the market value that high. It's it's not abnormal, you know, compared to, to previous years. And you're seeing the top free agents not signing contracts because people don't want to pay them. No one wants to pay Jake Arrieta two hundred million dollars. JD Martinez is still in the market. This team doesn't need to add a player like that. They need to add relief pitching. Eight million dollars a year. They paid Daniel Hudson five and a half million last year, and he stinks. And he stinks. And you can get somebody a lot better. This is a very deep free. Well, it was a deep free agent market for relief pitching and, until the Pirates kind of let everybody else get signed. It's adding a fourth outfielder. It's adding a power bat at third base even on a one-year contract it's taking a risk there's a there's a foundation here there's young starting pitching there's felipe rivero you have starling Marte, gregory plonko they're going to be a heck of a lot better in 2018 they were in 2017 that might not be saying a whole lot but still that has to be accounted for that's the part that gets you i think more than anything else is you you, you almost have to accept that even if they keep kutch that it's going to be his last year in pittsburgh yeah and and they're still openly talking about how do we retool do we do this i mean honestly i mean oh, after what he was able to accomplish the lot i mean for a good portion of the season people have to kind of keep that in mind i mean this is a team that if you keep him if he produces anything close to that they've got a pretty good lineup lance lysowski covers the pirates for dkpittsburghsports.com and has much fun doing it Oh, it's a blast. No, people <laughs> people act like it's not. I think it's just fascinating. Thanks for being in here. Appreciate it. When we come back, we're going to take more of your calls. Anything you want, 412-333-9939, including possibly swinging it back to hockey. That's your call. That's just how this works here. Filling in for Mark Madden, I'm Dayan Kovacevic, and you're listening to 105.9 The X.